0: That you didn't expect to hear from us today. A little surprise episode, a little surprise drop. You know, now that we've celebrated 300, we wanted to give you guys a gift. Here's a little gift for you after our 300 episode where I get to interview one of my favorite, like I'm such a fangirl of this person. We had to like make it a whole separate episode because she's so terrific. I got to interview you know, star of stage and screen, Kristen Chenoweth. She's a huge Housewives fan, um, Bravo fan, and such a bright light. And I got to read her book, and it was such an honor to get to just talk to her mostly about the Housewives, because that's what I want to talk with t- to about with all my favorite people. Like, I don't want to talk about their careers. I just want to talk about the Housewives with, like, can I talk about the Housewives with, like, you know— Abraham Lincoln like these are the, the like, I, I would love to talk about the Housewives with Thomas Edison I would love to talk about the house you know what I mean like with the with the people of history like can we talk to the housewives but the housewives with you know Sojourner Truth like what are what are who can we talk to the housewives about the housewives with so I that's what I wanted to do I wanted to talk housewives with another huge Bravo fan Kristen Chenoweth. um hear it hear it love it Um, And um, she's such a bright light. Go get her book. Um, Give a listen. (laughs) Guys, this is an exciting day. I'm literally like shaking a little bit and I'm just trying to calm myself down because I don't want to embarrass this person. But um, I'm a huge fan of our guest today and I love her so much. And so does Casey. Casey. Um, but sad Casey could not be here because she has some stuff going on, but she is so upset to miss this because she is a huge fan of this person. You know, Casey and I like to sing on this podcast and we're not, you know, Casey's better than me, but we always say we have your attention. So we're going to force you guys to listen to us sing. Um, but this person you like to hear voice, she's an Emmy Award winner, a Tony Award winner. She, You know her from Wicked. You know her from You're a Good Man, Charlie Brown. You know her from Pushing Daisies. You know her now. She's in Schmigadoon, which is the funniest, best show. She has written a new book that is sensational, and I loved it. I tore through it, and I underlined and highlighted a million things. Please welcome to our stage, the Bitch Sesh stage, Kristen Chenoweth.
1: Hi. Oh, my gosh, Danielle. You gave me a great introduction, girl. Thank you. Well,
0: I am such a huge fan of yours. I mean, this really is an honor. Um, like I said, Casey and I, it's tough to have the per, I'm going to call myself the personality of a Broadway actress and not the talent. And that is tough. That's that's tough on me. <laughs> so uh, <laughs> it's tough, you know, because I feel like I I can hit the back of the you know the room with my voice, yeah. yeah. But it's not. But no one's gonna like the sound of it, and that's a tough thing, you know. It's, it's tough, but I have
1: heard you, ladies. um, You know, da- diddle yeah. diddle and daddle it's a little just, bit with singing, yeah. <laughs> and I, I think everybody should have a song in their heart. So there you go. Yes, it's <laughs> true.
0: In fact, we did a song from Wicked. We uh, Andrew Rannells came on the podcast, and we made him sing Wicked with us. Yes, and, I um, loved it. I loved it, <laughs> I
1: and I love him. Was,
0: Oh. oh, he's the best. He's a dream. But another reason why you're here today, well, there's many reasons why you're here, but you're also a huge Real Housewives oh. fan, as we are, as are our listeners. Um, and, and I do want to talk about your book in a minute, but, I—but you know, we, we do have to dive into the Housewives a little. Can I ask you, do you have a favorite of the cities? Who's, what's your favorite city? Or do you, you know, is there one you love the most that has your heart? Well,
1: first of all, Danielle, it changes. You know, it, it vacillates because there for a long time I'm Beverly Hills all the way because I love that Kyle. Oh, I love that. I love the housewives of Beverly Hills period. But right now, my favorite is Utah.
0: No doubt about it. I mean, we didn't know what we had with Utah. And then, wow, what did we get? <laughs> we got. Well, you got everything that.
1: And also, there's something about people. I, I'm a person of faith as well. And um, there's something about the world watching people at, of faith, like, be kind of seem like oh my gosh that's going to be the stereotype, and then it, yeah. and it kind of wasn't, and there was a lot of goodness there too, a, real, a lot of really good, and then there's a lot of really just sad, sort of pathetic um, things, and it, it it just holds my attention. Um, I really really like that Heather a lot, and I love yeah.
0: that, and oh, I like that Lisa great. Barlow a lot. Um she's really become, become a dark horse in the running Lisa Barlow for me because I didn't know how I felt about her in the beginning first season, I know right? I know, and now she's sort of like you know, like come from behind and really got my attention and my and my heart, if you will. oh I know, you know because
1: I knew that she was genuine. I've met her several times, and she's extremely genuine. Um I have not met Meredith, and I really would like to because she just screams class to me like without without trying. Um, it's probably
0: all the blazers. She wears a lot of blazers. She's got
1: the best style. And then Heather, for me, like we're actually friends. I, I, you are. I know. I know her and her and Lisa, pretty pretty good. I, I've been to Heather's and got. Um, in fact, I'm going back to get my facial when I'm. You know, I sing. I sing and yeah, I sing all over the country. So when I go to Utah, or nearby her, I always say, "Can I just stop by?" Also, like I
0: think, beauty lab and laser.
1: Yeah, I think sometimes women, you know, they, they have agreed to put their life on camera mm-hmm. and I don't think that can be very easy. And I think no. a, I think a lot of people judge it for whatever reason. I I want to be a person of encouragement um, uh, if I can be. Uh, I mean, they don't yeah. they, they don't probably care about me, but I mean,
0: in general. Yes, they do. Yes, <laughs> but, they do. But I want to be that. <laughs> you know, I just want to be that. Um, well, Casey and I always say that because to put your lives on camera 24-7, God. I mean, to be under the microscope like that on anybody's good day and bad day, we can all be a a villain or um, a hero, you know? So I'm always like, Eve, like to put your lives out there, I think is so brave. You know, obviously people have intentions and, you know, there's other stuff that comes with it. But I do think there is a a courage that comes with being like, yeah, I'm going to put my entire life on camera for the world to judge. So I... You know, one week I love one, one week I hate What You know what I mean? Yep. They're characters that I watch. But I do have a genuine love for all of them because they put their lives out there and m- most people don't. I agree with
1: you. And I feel badly that Jen Shaw did what she did. I feel mm-hmm. badly that she did what she did. I feel badly that so many people were harmed financially. Yeah. Like I think about my mom or my aunts or just friends of mine. I also feel, though, and this is a very controversial thing for me to say, Mm -hmm. I feel badly that she made that decision for herself, for herself, because I know that that woman loves her kids and she's going to now be apart from her family. And so it's just nobody won there. There's no good that came from it. Like, I wasn't sitting there going, ha, ha, ha. And, you know, in the beginning, Jen Shaw, I wasn't really taking to her. But then this past season, I was like, oh. I mean, especially I kinda kinda started going,
0: okay. <laughs> and then sense. of course now she's going to prison, you know? Like, oh well, I thought to myself, and this was and Casey and I have said this a lot, and this is also controversial, that I don't know if it was because it was finally free from her. Like, yeah, she I've never seen someone who's basically about to go to pr- prison on some level be like easy breezier you know I think I mean? she like, was like so I'm gonna have fun dang it before I go to the slammer but also yes because,
1: like the way the girls feel you know and I I, I don't know what happened with Heather's eye of course I'm I'm dying to ask her but I never will because I never would put any of them in the mm-hmm. position of telling me anything about the show because th- first of all I don't see them every day I just yeah you know I just You know, I just would never do that. But I am dying, dying. And I just was on Angie's show today. It'll be on, uh, it's now a different day than this is on, but it it will have aired by then. But they asked me, you know, what Mm -hmm. happened? And I said, I think people had too much to drink. And I think, I think probably there was some tempers that flew or some, maybe even just an accidental thing and maybe it was mm-hmm. Jen, but maybe it wasn't. I mean, I don't know. When you, when you drink I too much. I have no idea. I'm dying to know. And when you drink too much and you have blackouts and stuff, of course you can't remember stuff exactly. So I don't know, but man, I'm dying to know. Is that going to come Me? out soon?
0: I don't know because I've also heard reports, and I think this is bullshit. But um, I've heard reports that maybe she hit her head in a faucet, but I just can't believe it. Why would she hide that? It's so strange. Well,
1: I don't think Heather would be the the type of person to be like, "Well, somebody did it," and we yeah. all know, and we all know who, but we're not talking about it. Why would she
0: do that? If, I know. If, I don't know. I'm right? so, I'm dying to know. Me too. And, do you think it'll come out at the reunion? It's I mean, got to. It's
1: got to, or I'm gonna come unplugged. Like Me too. I'm gonna come unplugged. I just gotta know because I tell you what, if one of those ladies did that, I don't like I don't like it when any of the housewives hit or throw no. or throw things. I can understand no. escalated voices, kind of, but mm-hmm. nobody wants to be on the receiving end of that no matter what they've done. Yeah. I don't like it. I don't like it at all. I don't condone it at all.
0: Yeah, and it's also like when anyone lays hands on another person's body, that feels like, okay, we've taken a step too far. Nobody likes that. Speaking of that, though, are you going to watch New Jersey? <laughs> Speaking of I, people laying hands. I cannot wait for <laughs> me to.
1: Me too. Um, can I ask you something? Do you, miss, yeah.
0: do you miss Dina? I do. I loved Dina. And she, I I really liked Dina. I like Carolyn. I, I like Carolyn. Like like whole- I, like I, like I like the whole Massos. Well, you know, Caroline's coming back to Ultimate Girls Trip. So we're going to get her back yes! on Ultimate Girls Trip. Yes! So that'll be exciting. I love her. Oh, I know. I love the whole Manzo clan. Same. I loved like all the... And, you know, it's funny because I've gone back and forth with um, Teresa and Melissa and Joe. Yeah, me And too. I don't know where you stand. Like, I used to be like, no, Melissa and Joe, this is all Teresa's fault. Like, she's... I don't know what's going on with her. But now I'm, you know, I keep wavering because now I'm like, you know, they came on New Jersey. They never, to not tell your own sister that you were going on. It's like, if you, if you work at Starbucks and your sister started working there and never told you she was coming to work at your place of work, wouldn't that be upsetting? That would
1: be be extremely bizarre. And here's what I want to say. Okay. Okay. It's about forgiveness. Okay. First of all, it's really hard to forgive, period. It's very hard to have compassion, period. But when those we love hurt us, it's very hard to forgive, even when they don't think that they should get, they don't apologize. So then you have to figure out how to forgive for yourself. And I know from personal experience that if you don't forgive somebody, it will, you will take it with you and you will take it with you and take it with you until the end of time. And then one day you're going to wake up and, you're going to be seventy years old, fifty years old, whatever the age. And what I don't, what I hate about it is that they are family, and I wish there could just be a clean slate. That Tracy did this, Melissa did that, Joe did this, Melissa did that, Tracy did this. First of all, Tracy's had a hell of a time. I'm not oh, saying yeah. I'm not saying it's excused. I'm saying it's been. Can you imagine? Can you imagine? So I just think can there just be forgiveness on both sides? And then can they just be done? Because they're going to be old one day and it's going to be too late or they're going to miss, they've missed out on
0: so many of their kids' stuff anyway. And I just hate that. I hate it. And I, I also feel like I was hoping that when Teresa married Lewis, that this was going to be the start of something new, like new Me life. Me too! Sort of, I was like, okay, here we go. Like, And when they were being so negative towards him, I'm like, look, every just let her live her life like let let it happen and like to not go to her wedding I was so upset when I was like wait you can't stop wait what they did not go to her wedding do we know why I don't know. I mean, just they're fighting. They, I, I think she, they were invited. As far as I know, they were invited. That is so upsetting. Isn't that for a, everybody I was so involved? Upset. For everybody involved. I know, and I just think, guys, it's time to just bury it. Your parents have died. Like, let, you're the only family you guys have left. On some level, like, just so. I'm excited to see what happens this season. And people, and
1: and people aren't going to change. Like, Teresa's not going to change. Well, it's not going to change. So, uh, Joe's not going to change, but find a new way to make it work. Like find a new way. Like look, look at it as an opportunity. I feel like I'm trying to preach too much, but I just, I I just want them to be okay.
0: I do too. I really hoped that with this new wedding and this new life, that there was going to be change. I mean, just and the pain with the children, like, all, you I mean, know, with Gia, I mean, oh, Gia's really had to step up. She has. She's my hero, honestly. Oh, I love her. I, she is more mature than any me, for sure. Me too. <laughs> like, Gia, Think about what she
1: learned and what age she learned it. And she took care of those girls. She did.
0: She's incredible. She's an
1: amazing
0: kid. Speaking of taking care of though, because I could talk housewives all day, but I do <laughs> want to talk about your book. Okay. So I have to uh, so I want to transition and maybe I'll bring up the Housewives. Sure. I also wanted to say one of your performances that touched me. And I I'm a huge fan of the show Cabaret. I love cabaret. <sighs> it's one of my favorite musicals in the world. It's just so beautiful. It's so dark. It's so painful. It's so simple. Symbi- I mean, I just oh, yes. I, I love it so much. And when you were on Glee. Yeah, And you did a performance of, I mean, I could cry talking about it, but you did a performance of Maybe This Time. Kristen, I heard it in an entirely new way. You know, I've heard that song so many times and, and loved it, but you broke my heart into a million pieces. I want everyone to go on YouTube and watch her singing Maybe This Time from Glee, because you will... Be rocked to your core because it's so sad, but it's so hope. You your song had hope in a way that I've never seen. Yes. Um, for yes. your character, but you know, it's Sally Bowles, but your your character in Glee of mm-hmm. Taurusman, it was just oh, uh, right. everybody, stop what you're doing. Take, <laughs> come back to the interview. But watch this performance. You can find it on YouTube. It is oh, so beautiful. Thank
1: you so much. Do you know that you caught every layer? that I wanted to portray in that song, which was hope. That was one of my, that was one of my main words that was in my brain when I was creating this character and, um, and heartbreak. They can, they can coexist together. In fact, they often do. And how do you step into someone like Liza when shoes? Uh, I, when I, when I was, when Ryan said, you know, they, April which April Rhodes was such a fun character but oh, she's she also well she's hilarious and she's also sad because she's a mm-hmm. you know when we meet her she's <laughs> yeah. you know squatting at some of apartment but she's a, a high school amazing singer has been and still kind of stuck there and that's heartbreaking in of itself anyway I'm I'm really thankful for that shout out because it was a great time in my life and to be um included by Ryan Murphy and and uh in that show and getting to know those kids before everything went crazy for them was really special. Mm-hmm.
0: Well, your performance of Maybe This Time was just, again, I saw more hope in that song than I'd ever seen, and um, but it also brought me to tears. So Thank that you. was great. And, and I'd like to talk about your book. It's called I'm No Philosopher, But I Got Thoughts, Mini Meditations for Saints, Sinners, mm-hmm. and the Rest of Us. It's such a fun read with like it's the type of book i read through like fa- i mean it's in mm-hmm. all the best ways a really fast read but it's one that you bookmark and you're just going to go back to parts of it too because there's so much great advice there's stories from your life there's activities to do which i am a huge i'm a journaler and uh, mm-hmm. you know what i mean i'm always looking for that type of stuff so there's so much that you can glean from this book but i'd love to what sort of I'm curious from your, from your perspective, what sort of, why this type of book and what sort of inspired it?
1: I'm going to try to answer this as concise as I, I, I ha, I can. Mm. When COVID hit, I saw like a ton of bricks. I stopped, I went from a hundred miles per hour, like everybody else to zero. And the first seven weeks I was like, okay, this will be a rest. And then I got sad and yeah. I got, uh, we, we had so much loss, you know, especially in in New York, obviously. And just to see, oh my gosh, this is real. And we're stuck with it. What am I going to do with myself? And my fiance, fiance and I, Josh, were not new, but we were relatively new. So we kind of were together and it really bonded us. But I, I had lots of questions and thoughts. And my lit agent called me and said, Kristen, would you think, what would you think about writing out a book? And I said, oh, no, 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 no. I feel like I have a book report due all the time when I do that. (laughs) And he goes, well, what are you going to be doing? And I was like, he's right. And then I thought, I don't know what it is. And so I looked through my journal. I'm a big journaler too, Danielle. And I was Mm -hmm. writing a lot. And I thought, I went one night and I looked through the journaling and I'm like, the book could kind of be based on my journals. And so that's how the book was born.
0: It's so wonderful. And I'm just going to do, there's so many great quotes, but this is one of my favorites. And, and also, guys, it comes with a bookmark, which I appreciate because I always look, lose my bookmarks, and it comes with this gorgeous. And it's like so pretty, the book. Thank I mean, you. like It's one to nice to have on your night table, but this is one of my favorite quotes. Belonging is not the same thing as acceptance. It doesn't depend on someone else's approval, like being allowed to sit at the lunch table with the mean girls. It's a feeling you recognize within yourself and it's contagious. And I never thought of that before because I always think of belonging as like, oh, I gotta believe Right. Yes. It's I, how they feel. Make, yeah, but no, it's how you feel. And I was like, what a wonderful way to think of it. What a turn a phrase that makes you think of it a totally different way. Like, I can choose to belong. You know what I mean? Yes. Like... Yes. Oh, you really got how it. You yeah, really got I love positive... Yeah, positive that was. Well, it's not
1: Shakespeare, but it's also like kind of a... Once we start giving ourselves grace, mm-hmm. which I'm learning how to do more and forgive myself for some stuff and be okay with sharing with people that um, there's some dark crap that, that, is, that I go through and, you know... We all go through and anxiety mm-hmm. and depression is a liar, but it's real. All that mm-hmm. stuff. And then the humor with it too, that I think we have to have, or, we'll, or we will jump off a cliff. I mean, we have to laugh. Yeah. But the minute we start looking at ourselves as, hey, it's okay if I don't really belong in that group, or, but I belong here. You know, there's yeah. a song um, I love. It's, it's in an opera that no one's seen yet. It's called Leap, but it's a song called You Are Here. And it's about, it's really Oprah's mantra put beautifully, which is be in the moment. And mm-hmm. I don't know how many moments I've missed because I was on to the
0: next thing. Oh, yeah. I think that's, you know, that's sort of the American way, like always be hustling, always be going, always be doing, you know, sleep, you can sleep when you're dead, you know, what I mean? yeah. like that type of. And so you're missing life because you're so busy trying to get ahead and do the next thing. And. And we don't take it in. But I mean, there's so many. Another great quote, I, you know, I, I wrote so many. Um, this I love too. Sorry, I was just going to shout these out at you. But there's a difference between humiliation and humility. And this is what we were talking about with humor and stuff like that. Humiliation lies. Humility speaks truth. Humiliation silences you. Humility empowers you. Humiliation is a byproduct of conflict with somebody else. Humility is a byproduct of peace within yourself. And I love that because it is, it's true. It's like humiliation is like, oh, you just want to get it off of you. What? And humility is like, it's just the truth, and you can laugh at you know what I mean? It's just like well, so many people, and I, you're similar,
1: Danielle. Like you're self de- the word, Self-de- Yeah, depreciating. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yes, yeah. I would yeah, yes. say that wrong. Self-depreciating. <laughs> and I am too, because why I laugh at myself all the time. Like I went to see the Broadway show last night, Kimberly Akimbo, which is everybody oh, should go I see, see it. it. And my assistant was doing a TikTok with me. We were trying to hurry to get to our seats and he's always filming me. I'm like, stop it. Just stop it. Get <laughs> you know, get the, fun, the thing on my face. But I said, I just want to enjoy Kimberly Akimbo and go watch it. And he, everybody's cracking up because I mispronounced it. I just think the more we can love our, our flaws, the more we can be okay with ourselves. And yes. there's a whole chapter in there about I, I you, you saw that I chaptered up thoughts about questioning, thoughts about distortion, discord, thoughts about belonging, yes. thoughts about screwing up. You know, I put that in there because I screw up all the time. I'm, I'm learning, I'm still getting better. But yeah, I wanted to be real, r- very, very authentic in the book.
0: And you are, and I love that pie chart you make for everybody where it's like you get to draw the lines. Like when you yeah. wrote that you get to draw the lines, like of where your brain is, like where all the thoughts in your day, I was like, I love that because like, we always think of like, no, my day owns me. Right. And it's like, like, and my thoughts own me. It's not, I don't get to choose what where all my thoughts go. I don't get to choose where all my attention and day goes. And it's like, no, you draw the lines. And I was like, again, it was just, you're giving me new ways to think about things, you know, which is so like, oh, it was a real big life, uh, in the words of Oprah, a big aha moment. Oh, you know yes. what I mean? Oh, you're
1: warming and- you're my heart so big right now because, you know, I love women who inspire me. And I have quotes in here from Elizabeth Edwards to Rumi to, to Emily Dickinson and, you know, a well-known atheist, like all kinds of people that are very different from me, but not and it's mm-hmm. important, like the Bible I have in there. And, you know, we talk yeah. about having the patience of Job all the time. But you, if you look on the Bible, and I put this in the book, if you read Job, he bitched his head off. He bitched his head <laughs> off. And so, you know, you're welcome for the patience and amen. He didn't have patience. So I just, <laughs> I just wanted people to be able to laugh and also like have a shot of me of how I deal with crap and how I don't deal with crap. Yeah. And
0: so I'm no, really glad really- you read it
1: and that it spoke to you. It's, it's I just love a little it gift. so much. It
0: is, and you know it, and 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 you and you tell beautiful stories from your life about you know um, your adoption and Mama Lynn who Aww. who gave birth to you in that story. I mean, talk about tears and both your mom, you know, your your the woman who gave birth, you know Mama Lynn and your mama, like mm. all those people. Like what a this beautiful family you have around her and the forgiveness and how you guys were both speaking to each other like that. I mean, that, I mean, I, everyone read it, read it because that story will blow your. That blew my mind. And I, I don't even want to give it away because it's so special and so beautiful. Oh, and, Danielle, you're gonna make me cry. Thank you so well, much. Well, I just I'm such a fan and and I'm so grateful. And I know Casey is too that you came on today. We feel very lucky to have you even come on the podcast and I know how busy you are and, and all that stuff. And and you're again, of course, I loved your book because you love the same things as I do, which is the Real Housewives. Which is, you know. <laughs> Why we're here, and 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 I, you, you're a complicated woman, and I'm a complicated woman, yep, yep. and we love to watch complicated. Not always like Perfect. that's why I we we love these women, I think, and love to watch them because they're not you know they're not always likable and they're not always behaved well behaved and quote unquote mm-hmm. and like. Neither am I, neither, neither are I. you, and neither, I know. exactly, I know. and that's why we have this appreciation for these women, and for women like you as well, and, um, and I'm just so grateful, and thank you so much, and, and anything you want, else you want to plug while you're here, but I'll, I'll let you go, but I just wanted to say thank you. Oh We're gosh,
1: Danielle, you're so welcome, and I, I can't wait to come back, because I feel like we could talk so much more, and I mean, we can talk forever, we, we really anytime. could, and you're so awesome at your, at your at this job, which is seems <laughs> fun, but you're just great at it. You you and um, Casey both, and um, I just want to thank you for having me on. And really, I just want to say to you, thanks for reading my book. I loved it. You, I really appreciate it because you're not every time do you do an interview where everyone gets to. You did, and yeah. oh, I appreciate. Well,
0: it. I love. I mean, honestly, I couldn't. I could not wait. So it was a pleasure and a joy, and it was. Thank you. Thank You're you welcome, so sweetheart. Have a great day. You too.